Welcome back, boys and girls. It's the Pick Your Poison podcast, week three, coming off a eh, not so hot for your truly Rebs Batman, but we got Bert here. He is on fire for week four. Let's ride. Welcome back. Week three. Week two, not so great. Uh, not so great for me, at least. It was an electric weekend overall. Got the tide nearly falling. The state of Texas really had a rough overall day with, you know, UT losing to the BAM in the last seconds. The Aggies. Moral will, victories, though. Moral victories. We will get to, we will get to the Aggies and, and the tide here soon enough. Quick recap. Uh... Starting in last, yours truly, Rebs Bagman, 20 and 22 on the season, 45%, minus 3.9 units. Look, I'll address this now. My cards are way too big, way too big. I'm firing hella bullets, thinking I'm going to hit them all. I'm honing in, I'm honing in. I got drunk on system plays. I I created so many systems that I was was like uh, Charlie Day in that episode of Sonny where he's trying to find Pepe Silvia when Pepe Silvia didn't even exist. Too many systems, honing in, only Bagman gut, picks, gut, gut Bagman, or OG Bagman plays from here on out. Next, pulling Profiteer, 11 and 12, still surviving off that early uh, ne- Northwestern money line over Nebraska to save him. Still up 1.9 units. Boomer still holding strong, 16 and 11, 59%, plus 2.5 units. And man, did he have a hot week. Coon Dog. Burt, ten and had, three on the week. Ten and three on the week gave out Bama plus, uh, or I guess minus four and a half on that first quarter line. Lucky to By get the that. Skin Lucky. Of my <laughs> it was it was Texas first and goal with like thirty seconds left on oh, at the end of the quarter, and they held on. By the hair of their chinny chin chin. I was watching the the play by play with my brother in law. We both took it. He went heavy on it, and uh, I guess what they were de- it was tie ball game. And they bu- I watched they it right before that like eighty one yard, yard run. run. Yes. And I was like, all right, we've got this. And then I look at it again, and there's like seconds are ticking off the clock. Texas has the ball at the one yard line. We're watching. All of a sudden, we see quarter is over. Yep. Massive high five. Bert, yes, sir. On the year leading the podcast. This is, I mean, absolutely in fuego. 19 and 11, 63 percent. The record by itself is solid, but with the three units this week, I think you had hogs two units last week. You've been racking up units. 11.3 units up on the season through week two. That's pick your poison material. I'm bringing up the rear, not pick your poison material, but I will bounce back. I have laser focus this week. We will let's do a quick recap. Uh, first up, the Bama and or Bama Texas game. Texas, they would have won that game if Ewers didn't get hurt. I didn't get to watch, so I don't have an opinion on that. I, I just welcome the SEC. I don't know. That, that was tough to say. I I, I, I was I, okay. just impressed. I, well, actually. I was just surprised that Bama's offense was yeah. so their their O line their O line got dominated. Texas was getting pressure all they weren't able to Bama was not able to run the ball. That's like shocking. But 
I will say I, I said they should have won if viewers didn't get hurt. There was not one point watching that game that I ever, in the back of my mind, ever truly feel like Bama was going to lose. But but it also too, like I mean, I I'd, I'd taken them uh, what first half and then for the total game on my own, yeah, I'm not on my card, but two it, units, it, yeah. I just kept on thinking I was like they're going to come back and just yeah. blow blow them off in the second half, but they didn't. It, it they I was. I was impressed with Texas hanging in there, but I was expecting like a Bama big play or something, and then a, and then that gets Texas on their heels. They turn it over, and Bama just pounces. But, at, but honestly, at the end of the day, though, good teams get through games like that where they play like shit. Yep, and you know that that might be a game where you look back and like, wow, that was close. To being I, a I do hate that. But... I hate that Bama won, but Texas kept it close. If, like ideally, Bama either blew them out, and it would have been funny to laugh at Texas, or if Texas would have just held on and won. That would have been nice because screw Bama, but the exact middle part happened. Now they have motivation after a one-point win. Texas gets to say they're semi-back. They get to claim a moral victory, and Bama still won without having their season like derailed in any way. So a little bit of a worst case there. I saw some Twitter account where they have just like post ridiculous message boards takes, and someone I think it was an A and M board. They're like, I'm convinced that that Saban's throwing this game or like trying to make it yeah. as close as possible. I'm like, that is so that makes absurd. no sense. But 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 sure, whatever you like to think. Yeah. So that was that was a great game. I saw it was like the most watched college football game like yeah. ever. I think at least on Fox. On Fox, yeah. Big but also, it wasn't even that Big great of a game. No, I, I mean, the, the ending was exciting. For sure, but besides that, like the rest of it was kind of. Do like, they have whatever. Gus Johnson? Was Gus Johnson? Gus Johnson was on the call. Damn, I'm jealous. It's electric. He was so good. Uh, rough game for Texas there. Next slate was Instead. even worse for the state of Texas. A <laughs> and M Jimbo Fisher, ninety five million dollars lose to App State. They was pay that in College Station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh God. They, I, I was joking because there, you know, there's like some people out there saying they might fire Jimbo. At some point, like think of App State getting A and M had to pay App State to come one point five million to come into like a fourteen million dollar buyout. Yeah, it come to A and M and beat them, and then if that had caused them to fire Jimbo, they would have cost the university like a hundred million dollars overall for one team coming in and winning a game. Yeah, I, I don't think they're gonna fire Jimbo. I, I think that would be Ross Bjork just firing himself, basically. Yeah, so, like, he just signed right this past year. Oh yeah, no, Ross yeah, Bjork yeah, negotiated. Yeah. Ross Bjork negotiated against yeah. himself. Hey, yeah, a wizard negotiator. Big Ross Bjork. I think I think Jimbo had six more years on his contract, and then Ross said, "You know what? No, I need to extend him another four years and increase his pay another three million dollars a year because." Everyone's banging at the, you know, banging down the doors to come hire Jimbo Fisher yeah, like, away from us. That's also a great point. Like, who is begging to hire him? No one. Or like, like, why? You're just paying or, him just to pay him. Or like, would he have even left? Like, if someone was, I don't know. It was so well, dumb. No, no, but then you could just be like, okay, now we'll pay you that. Exactly. Like, like once you have no, approach me with another offer. He negotiated against himself, but yeah, uh, Bert, you were giving some good stats earlier about like time of possession and play disparity. Yeah, yeah, I think. App State had the ball for 41 minutes. Yeah. And then 38 plays for Texas A&M. How do you play a football game and only have 38 plays? Well, especially in this day was, of age. Yes. Day and age. And five possession or five plays in um, the opponent's territory. Yeah. That Unbelievable. Is, I saw they didn't they they didn't rush or pass for 100 yards like separately. They had less than 200 yards of offense. But you said one of their scores was off of it a, was a kickoff a return, kickoff return. Immediately after App State took the lead. 
I mean, and then we get and then we get on Twitter just the the bloodbath of the midnight yell. So bad. So cringy. I don't know. I mean, and then and then A and M comes in and tries to delete all the videos, make everyone take it down. Like, well, well that's the that's worst. Like where it makes it worse. Like, yeah. Like, oh yeah, just, that's what we do. Well, and that's this your is thing. the internet. We're just gonna put it right back yeah, up. Yeah. Well, like, like don't it. be. If that's your thing, which it is, don't be embarrassed about it. Yeah. Like, that's what you brag about when you have recruits or like incoming freshmen. They they posted to their whatever Aggie TV thing like. Midnight yells back this week. Live stream. Follow this link. I'm like, absolutely. Though, I'll though, didn't this they link. take it down? Didn't they say like some disparaging com? Like it, like, like China heard, because they were making fun of App State. They wanted, to yeah. Know. Which, which I was like, and okay, maybe I could. Understand, they make fun like, of the other team every single week. Yeah, know? yeah, like and, and, it, and it wasn't really that. It's kind of bland. From oh, they're terrible I, jokes. I, yeah, yeah. It was just like kind of shitty. It wasn't even anything like yeah. racy or it was whatever. Brutal. Yeah, like, what, what was what was the longest four years of an App State fan's life? The third grade. <laughs> Oh my god! The third grade. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally. They probably like, say that joke for like. Well, yeah, not, well, that, they well, play just, only Southern that's schools. All, that's just a shitty lame joke. That's a like, third grade joke too. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're keeping it so PG in these. I don't know. It was it was gross. A&M's got a brutal slate these next like five weeks. So it's gonna be. Have you like, heard Jimbo in press conferences lately? I don't know why, but is he going full red? I've been listening to a lot of stuff and like the show clips. I mean, no, he's. Ta- I know he already talks fast, but he's talking so fast. He keeps grabbing like water bottles and rearranging them oh. and just making up all these excuses. And he's getting hit with some heavy mm. questions right Sounds now. like the pressure. That collar, yes. that collar getting a little tight there, the Jimbo, around Chad that, around that red neck and that thick red neck. I don't know. He'll have more answers to, to or more questions to answer over the next like <laughs> yeah, five after weeks. After a one in five start, it's most gonna be likely. brutal. So Notre Dame lost to, that was what, like Marshall, whatever. I don't. Notre Dame's, but like I didn't watch it. Yeah, but, whatever. But that was funny. Just thought it was worth noting. Sun Belt, good for you. Let's get right into this week's slate, boys and girls. Pullman Profiteer has a strict nine o'clock bedtime. He's watching his soap operas right now, and he is calling me. So let's give him a call to get his couple games. Hello, Pullman. What's going on? How are your soap operas? Well, you got to remember the Pullman Cave doesn't exactly get uh, live television. <laughs> I mean, you're out of prison. I would have thought that you'd be able to get some live TV every now. Are, and then. are you stealing uh, cable from your neighbor? Well, I'm actually just stealing it from you. <laughs> hey, that, that's a pick your poison quid pro quo there. <laughs> Pullman last week four and four, not great. Anything you got to say? Uh, on to next week. That's what we say. That's that's where I am too. Laser focused on this week. Let's get right into it. Uh, you text us the games that you care about. Boomer, what's the first one? Yeah, so first one we'll start out with this Texas Tech at NC State. NC State is a ten point favorite. Totals at fifty five. Pullman, what you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the trend this week of just taking teams that push the ball and actually can push the ball against teams that don't with the big points and just take them with the points and money line. So that's what I'm doing here with Texas Tech. Texas Tech's starting quarterback is out, and the backup definitely cannot push the ball. He is a running quarterback. Well, their, their quarterback was out last week, right? I know, against yeah. Houston. Yeah, but I mean, that was Houston. 33 points, but double overtime. Yeah, yeah, double overtime, 33 points. Are you taking that into account, Pullman? Uh, well, you think the 10 points, you think it was, he's a one-trick pony with last week or what? I mean, he, he beat State in the bowl game, too. I, I mean, he's got some experience. I just don't know if he's – you said push I mean, the ball. I mean, is Texas I've, Tech beating – I mean, is Texas – the idea of Texas Tech beating NC State 
you know, it's not like the craziest thing in the world. But I, I mean, I, do I think they're going to be a great team? No, but like here, I, I think ten points is is, and with the point with the money line to add ten points, what will that make it like two ninety? Yeah, yeah, that's about right. right yeah, right at three hundred or so. Yeah, so we'll we'll do one unit play on it both, and we'll we'll give them a test out this week with this I'm, theory. I'm fading you here. I'm taking NC State laying the ten mainly because I feel like people are getting drunk on these like money lines that are looking a little juicy after last week. App State, Marshall, you know, all these games. You gotta remember, I've been drunk on those though for two and a half. That years. is true. That is true. But I, I'm thinking more in like terms of general, like public. Like I saw. Texas Tech's getting hammered by the public as an underdog, which is always like red flag central for me. They come off a double overtime win last week, emotional like in-state rivalry game, win by three, huge game for them. Now they got to travel to Raleigh against a like NC State team that's going to be fired up. They played like a nobody last week. Probably a huge home game for them with like the best team they've had in at NC State in a while with a Power Five team coming in. I think it's going to be a rowdy environment, and they're going to be ready to play. I like Dave Doran. Shout out Matt Luke. I like Dave Doran as a coach. I think the boys are going to be ready. Boomer, what you got? Uh, I, I'm going to I'm going to drink the house wine uh, with Pullman here. I'm going to take Texas Tech. I was on them last week. Ha- obviously happy with that result. And you know, you know they they don't have their starting quarterback. But to your point, they he's had experience. Yeah. Got got a real game on his like belt you, this you, year. Just from your time in Houston, you're just a Texas Tech truther. I I, I bet them a bunch, and, yeah. and they honestly have been good to me over the years. So I'm just going to continue with that. I'm also uh, I'm also starring any teams that are two and zero against the spread so far this year, or like undefeated against the spread. I feel like you know they've got some good graces with with the public, and so Vegas is probably like giving them a little more juice than you would normally get if they had just like. I don't know, that game could have gone either way. If they would have lost to Houston last week, they might be like a 13-point underdog this week. I'm only getting them at 10, so I'm taking NC State. Uh, Bert, what you thinking? I listened to uh, two different sides of the argument, and for the sake of the podcast... Judge gonna, Burt, Judge Burt, make it a ruling. Yep, and we're going to go with NC State. Let's make it 2-2. Two and two. Also saw that uh, they play Texas next week, and that's a much more important game. Or Texas Tech does. They play. A, that's a much more important game yeah. for Texas Tech than losing... On the road to a ranked team, like they're not, not even trying rival. to make a playoff. They're not sitting here trying to uh, get into the rankings. Just get into a bowl game, get win those rivalry games. That's what gets the momentum going for a new coach. Yep. Pullman, anything else on this one? That's all I got. All right. So next we've got we've got our Rebs heading down to Atlanta. Uh, Georgia Tech is a sixteen and a half point dog. Totals at sixty five. Uh, Pullman, want to start us off here? Yeah, I don't know if I'm uh, taking the public drunk line again on this, but just I don't see how that anything can go above 65 in this game unless, I don't know, Kiffin tries to score 35 points in the fourth. But I'm, I'm really liking the under here just with uh, how Georgia Tech hasn't been able to move the ball. Um, I think both teams are going to be kind of content to run it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I saw some stats. Uh, shout out. Chase at Rivals.com, he had, he had written an article about how Jeff Sims, the quarterback at Georgia Tech, had like him throwing the ball down the field was disgusting. And he throws over 20 yards. He was like 0 of 6 on the year, not coming close. Yeah, like 90, 90% of his passes were within 
five to ten yards of the Yeah, they're range. a big dink and dump team, which, like, we're very fast and very, like, athletic with a bunch of, like, safeties that can kind of play the in-between linebacker safety areas. I don't think they can I, – I have no idea – why this line is so high. I've already taken the under when I saw it come out. I got it at 63. It's somehow gone up to 65. I don't know who is betting the over in this game. Someone knows something that I don't. I might be falling I, into a I, trap. I, th- I think that's just the public, like Lane Kiffin. Pullman. here or, put a point. I don't know. Boomer and Pullman. Which, is Bert, not, which has not been a trend with you, them. You might have not seen as much Reb as we have this year, but you can chime in. Is there any way that Reb's minus 16 – and under 65 doesn't hit. Like, the only way the over hits is if the Rebs score, like, 50 points. So if you take the Rebs, if they score 50, then they cover the 16. But, but what, if, if George, what if Georgia Tech... It's low-scoring game in Georgia Tech. Uh, well, then the, then the like, under hits. Uh, oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> I'm saying, like... They're not going to win in a shootout. I'm saying, yeah, you, sorry, if you bet, sorry, I'm being dumb. I'm saying, if you bet Ole Miss minus 16 and the under... You will not lose. There's no way to lose both. You will win at least one of those bets. You might win both, but like, there's no way you can possibly lose both, right, Pullman? I agree with you on that. I, I do agree with that, but I I just legitimately do not think that it's I'd going be, to go over. But but I'm but what I'm doing though, I'm taking just the Georgia Tech team under 23 and a half. See, that's fair because I because I, I, I have no. I just really we know we can run the ball. But I'm just so not confident in what we can do as passing wise. But I do know that our, I think our defense is solid. I think we, yeah, are able to. And we've established that, that the defense is solid. We've had our two like I mean this is still a tune up game, but we've got to start like ramping up. Like we've got Kentucky in two weeks now, so I know Kevin's been trying to feel out everything and get a feel for his team and let every all these transfers kind of mesh. But it's time to get get in gear. We've got to get going. So. If if he wants to like be ready for Kentucky in two weeks, it is now time to have be firing on all cylinders. And like if that's the case, like the defense will not. We're not going to take the the gas off the brake. Like our defense isn't going to come out. The offense we're going to keep going. Like I don't know. I just don't see how the sixteen doesn't really cover with with us getting geared up for like big time SEC play. Well, I feel like we haven't really addressed the elephant in the room. Like Ooh. as far as quarterback situation. I mean, obviously, Dart's going to start. No, Kincaid didn't start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. According to Georgia Tech media. Insiders. Well, insiders. Fidel, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was so funny. Uh, but, it, so, so I mean, obviously, Dart's going to start. Yep. If we get up, say, 21 points, are, are we going to see all, like, do, do y'all think we'll see Altmaier play? I don't if think. It, if it is, I mean, I'm not saying a blowout, but, like, say we have a 17-point lead in the third quarter. He's going to let, let the starter go for at least, like, a half, I would assume. Yeah. And the I think if the starter looks good for a half, and then he puts him back in at the start of the second half, and he looks good to start, I think he's just going to let him go. Like, at that point, it'll be clear to the fans, to, to the team, to everyone, like, the starter is the guy. Like he's. Yeah. Like, I assume it's going to be Dart. If he does what he's supposed to and he's rolling, you can't take him out to put in Altmaier to give him a chance. Like, just let him go. He's earned the job at that point. I mean, is Altmaier going to be okay? Like, can, I mean, like they said, like, like said he, he's he was throwing it so badly that he's that he was a different person. Yeah, I mean, they, whatever this it, this upper body like we're playing hockey Pullman, upper body injury. Like, hey, Pullman, have you heard anything on the injury to Altmaier? 
It has to be shoulder. No, no. I, I think you guys are much closer to the source. Yes, we are uh, physically, spiritually, and emotionally closer to the sources. But, I mean, I don't, look, I don't know. I, I think both are going to play eventually. I just think if Dart starts the game and looks really freaking good, you can't. It, it's 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 time to go. Like I'm saying, it's, it's you, you have to make a decision. Yes. Get, get off the oh, pot. If he, or if he starts the game running, then yeah, no, it's his. Bert, we've gone on a little tangent here, going deep ribs. It's, it's all right. It's hey, not. It's hey, not the hey, hogs. Hey, 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 bring it back to the hogs. No, when was no, the last no. time y'all had a quarterback controversy? Ooh, uh, Chad Morris era. We had like a different quarterback every week, but that was for a, a different so, so reason. So you know our pain. Well, there, there was, there was fake baby Lamar when, when we didn't know how good KJ was. Very true. Now they just get on the field at the same time, and it's beautiful. <laughs> baby Lamar. Do you have a bet on this game? Well, so I, I kind of liked your comment of how either Ole Miss spread or the under, like one of them's going to hit. Yeah. And I was just playing around here. If you move the line, you give Ole Miss to – Minus 18, oh, you're in plus tea, money. Tease. And then if you move the uh, under to about, I think it's 62, you get plus money. So from a strictly Ooh. financial perspective, <laughs> if you take <laughs> both of those. Separately, take, though. Separately. Together. Yeah. If you take both of those, you will have a pot, and one of them hits, which is also more likely, that's a positive return on your investment. Mm. So, Even at small margin. It's small margin, but, I mean, it's like the stock but, market. But, but, yeah. You just want good returns. What if you please it? Ole Miss down to 11, and then the total no, down... No, no, that, that's a teaser. You'd have to please Ole Miss no, 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 no. Oh, oh, shit, never mind. You could tease it. I mean, a te- this would be yeah, a great I'm tease. going for better. I'm going for plus teaser. money odds here on both. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> nice because of that one. scenario. Um, I, don't, I guess that's my bet on this game, mainly because I'm a very good financial analyst, but I heard a good talking point today that I'll bring to the table, and that is these guys were talking about how many teams would take Stetson Bennett? How many Power 5 teams would take Stetson Bennett as their starting quarterback right now? And they went through all Power 5 teams, and it was roughly 50%. Mm. And mainly they talked about scheme, but the one they debated on the most was y'all. Huh. They, like, they would say, you know, Alabama, no. Arkansas, no. But they got to Ole Miss, and they talked and talked and talked about it. And I want to hear y'all's opinion, because they didn't really give a solid answer. Pullman, would you take Stetson Bennett over... Here. Let, let's all answer on three. You good with that, Pullman? Yes or no? Yeah, sure. All right. For this season. For this for, season. For right now. One, two, three. Yes. No. No. Wow. Wow. So Pullman. That kind of just like the people debating. So Boomer said yes. I want to hear your reasoning. Uh, well, I, I just I, – I, I like knowing what – and I, I think for the coaching, coaches' standpoint – it helps a lot to know what you have. Yeah. Compared Stability, to being like experience. Yes. Compared to and your like, running game's already he, good. And compared yeah, we have a solid running game compared to he could look he could have some throws where like, man, this guy is something else. But then he could have some dumbass throws like he did in the first game, uh, where you're like, Okay, what the hell was that? Or just and, and even the throws he doesn't make where he just misses a guy that's wide open. Yeah. And or like he decides not to throw that guy or doesn't look his way. Stetson Bennett is like in his like third year at Ole Miss right now. He'd be. My thing is why well, I said no. Pulling you, this might be. But, but, but for his career, I would rather obviously. Yeah, this is just for this year. You're yeah. not trying yeah. to build a program. So my reasoning was: look, Stetson Bennett with Georgia. Yeah, they can win the national championship. Stetson Bennett on this Ole Miss team, I think that's a seven and five, you know, team. I think with Dart. 
I think you have a little bit higher of a ceiling. If he maxes out, I think you can go like 10 and 2. And so give me the ceiling over the floor with, with Dart. I, like, but like, is he maxing out in the last two games? Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, but I, I'm I, like, at the end of the year, I guarantee you that Dart will be better. But I just don't know how long it's going to take for him to develop. Now, luckily that. for this season, y'all have, have these four early yes, yeah, cupcakes. Yeah. Pullman, what's your thought? The reason I say you stick with Dart is just because, like, you never know what uh, Stetson Bennett would look like transferring in. I mean, Dart looked better at USC last year in that uniform than he does this year at Ole Miss. So it could be one of those things where, yeah, he looks better at Georgia right now than Dart does at Ole Miss. But once he transfers and doesn't have all the weapons at OI, he really is good. Yeah, and it could be Todd Martin's system. That's fair. Like, their OC is just Yeah, I think Stetson Bennett's a product of a system. Like, if he was at Ole Miss. That's a very good point. Well, that's why I had the caveat of, like, Stetson Bennett, if he was at Ole Miss for, like, three years, I think he'd be probably better than Dart right now. But, like, like Pullman said, transferring transfer in, portal is that was the argument. If he was transferring, transfer yeah, yeah, transfer portal, I would, yeah, say no because I, I think Dart's a better overall. Like Dart, y'all might have me. So Dart, have me Dart is I mean, the we didn't sleeper. Have Dart, and he wasn't in the portal last year. And me, me and Bagman were all we're always talking about him being like, oh my god, he is the truth. Yeah, I mean, I pulled up a tweet the other day and sent it to Pullman. It was when he got hurt at USC, and I had tagged Pullman in the tweet from last year, me and like crying emoji. Just because I was like, man, we, we were making some money off this guy when he was starting. So Dart is the sleeper, and Stetson Bennett is underrated. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle here. All right, Pullman, that's it for this week. You got right, any other? We got, we got one more. Oh, okay. Let's let's. We, we, we've got big-time game. We've got Vandy at NIU. We want to see if Vandy can get to their three-win total yes. uh, that we had earlier in the huge, year. Huge, huge. Uh, NIU's two-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I feel like we had... We had them to win over two and a half games before the season. This They're is it. At two. This is our this Alamo. Is but it was plus 100. We could have just waited and gotten this game on the money line at plus 110. Had a little better value because we're still banking on this. So, I don't know. I, I think Vandy wins this game outright. I might even take them like, yeah. this week on top of the season total and still maybe find one down the road. Not a, not a, Obviously, this game would not be on the card other if we didn't have the full season. But yeah, I like I like Vandy's chances to get to ink this one out. And uh, Pullman, where is NIU? Oh, um, was it DeKalb? I th- I, yeah, I think it is DeKalb. But wait, can we hop into the last game out? Yeah, yeah, sorry. About. Yeah, Tulane. Uh, who, who's Tulane playing? I know you like Tulane. Uh, at Kansas State, catching fourteen. I just think Tulane's good, and I don't think uh, their coach has shown anything on the offensive side yet. So. Maybe they might have some little tricks up their sleeves to go three nails on the season. What's that spread? Uh, Fourteen. Taking them on the money line. Yeah. Oh, oh baby, the green wave. I saw Kansas State's got some fire helmets for this game. That's gonna be a beautiful uniform matchup. Uh, I mean, we gotta we gotta figure out where those two are on the spectrum because I feel like that green and that purple are pretty opposite. <laughs> yeah, it's either gonna like be painful to watch or beautiful to watch. I don't know which one. Anything else for this week, Pullman? Uh, no, that's all I got. All right, brother. We'll uh, we'll reconvene, getting out the cards on Saturday, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, I'm gonna get back to watching Band of Brothers. All right, USA, baby, peace. All right, let's get right into our next game. We got the fired Fighting Frosties, Oklahoma going to Nebraska. Nebraska catching ten and a half at home with an interim head coach, over under of sixty six and a half. 
Tough loss last week at home to Georgia State Southern, or Georgia, Georgia Southern. Southern. Scott Frost out. They fired him like three weeks early and paid him seven and a half extra million dollars. Wait, they 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 could have just waited three weeks. Three October first, they would have they would have saved seven point five million dollars. Who's the interim? Uh, Mickey Johnson or something like that. He's also is it a D backs coach? No, he was the wide receiver coach. Oh, same. Yeah, same thing. Uh, super electric, like energetic guy. Was also a legend at Nebraska from his playing days. Like, a little bit weird that you'd name him the interim when he could easily just rally the troops, win a bunch of games, and have a stake to the claim of the new head coach when you probably don't want yeah, to do that. Yeah, it's kind of a dumbass move there. A little weird there. Boomer, 10.5 points seems a little wonky. What you got in this one? Uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma. I, I, I mean, Nebraska's just looked awful. Uh I mean, Oklahoma hasn't really played anyone yet, so we don't exactly know what yeah. they're gonna be like. But I don't know. I, I, I this is. I don't think this is gonna be a situation where they rally and have some miraculous, you know, rest of the season yeah. situation. See, here. I, I don't know if I trust Oklahoma <coughs> right now. Like, they were only up seven to three against a not very. It was like Kent State or Akron or someone like that last weekend at half. They're only up seven to three. I do, I do think this is a rally for the troops, rally for the interim type. Me and Pullman used to track this last year. Whenever, Like when Clay Helton got fired, that's when we kind of started looking at USC like, okay, is the interim someone the boys are going to fight for? I do think this is a the guy they're going to fight for. I'm taking the under here. 66 points is a ton. And like I said, it was 7-3 to three against the middling team for Oklahoma last week at home. I, I, I know Nebraska's defense has sucked all year. I don't... I don't love this. Obviously, I don't. This might not end up on the card, but I, I do think sixty six points is way too much for this game on the road with a fired up, you know, rejuvenated Nebraska team that's going to be battling. Bert, what do you think on this one? Oklahoma has been weirdly quiet this Very. year for being what, like number seven in the country, yep. or something like that. Um, I like that underplay as well because it's it being at Nebraska, so they won't have the Oklahoma won't have the home crowd with them. Uh, so give me the under. I, that line seems way too trappy to take it. Yeah, it is. It it is big. Yeah, ten and a half is a little sus there. One last thing I have to counter, like you talking about the rallying behind the coach uh, situation. I, I, I don't have these stats, but I would love to look at them. I mean, he's fired what three games into uh-huh. the season. I feel like most of the time when you see the team rally, it's like kind of the last four. Left, yeah. I'm thinking things were so bad in the locker room and just morale overall is why they chose to fire him three weeks early yeah. and give up the $7 million instead of that. So I'm thinking things are probably a little bit worse than yeah. you know, a situation where like Ed Orgeron uh, coming in. Uh-huh. It could also be one of those things where – if Oklahoma gets on them early and kind of gets ahead, then they, then they just lay their heads down. They could down just lay down. Just it's, take it. it's a lost season at that point. Take us into our next one. All right, so next one we got UGA at South Carolina. South Carolina coming off the loss to them Hogs. Uh, they're catching 24.5 points. Total's at 52.5. Let's let uh, Bert start us off here. Of course, I'll mention my Hogs. Um, that was the. Like worst fourteen point win we've ever had. We like easily the line's twenty four and a half. Is that correct? Yeah. We easily could have beaten them by twenty four and a half if it weren't for some like weird plays and some questionable officiating calls. I think Georgia is going to absolutely stomp them. Um, we just talked about how good of a quarterback Stetson Bennett is, <laughs> and I think he's going to light them up. I think South Carolina's got the 
big, big uh, defensive injury bug right now. They lost a linebacker and a lineman against us, and then their all-American cornerback Cam Smith is questionable. Another the golfer, the golf. Yeah, he's questionable. He's can't decide if he can go live, live PGA yeah. or that live money's coming in. That uh, LIV NIL money's coming in, <laughs> and then uh, some other guys out too. And Georgia, like I feel like after that, um, no one was on this team, but. I'm sure Kirby Smart, Smart remembers, like, don't ever take South Carolina lightly anymore after what happened a few years ago. Yeah. Like, stop them. Yeah, I have the over in this game. I, like you said, Stetson Bennett, good quarterback, not as good as Dart. But they're going to – y'all could have scored 65 points on oh, yeah. South Carolina last weekend if you would have just, like, stayed focused the whole game. So I think Georgia's going to be able to score whatever they want. And I'll, I'll give South Carolina not the most talented team – but they are. They, they didn't fight. give up. They, they, give, they did not give up. Like I don't think they could. They could. Like even if they keep trying and keep fighting the whole game, they. I don't know if they can cover twenty four and a half. But I think they'll have enough fight in them that they might be able to score some late points to get me over fifty two and a half. So early, early Georgia points, and then maybe some late South Carolina backdoor points get me over fifty two and a half. Boomer, what you got? Uh, yeah. So I, I'm gonna take Georgia's team total over forty and a half points. Like it. Uh, I think South Carolina's gonna be beat up after playing uh, Arkansas last weekend, and like Burke said, they've already lost some people, and some people are just gonna be banged up in general. Yep. And so I think they're just gonna run through them there. Love it. Let's go. I, uh, well, I, I got Ooh, actually. One more. Um, I'm gonna go with what I usually do with Bama here, and Ooh. that is just Georgia first quarter minus six and a half. That's a touchdown. Oh lord! Um, play. It's a eleven eleven a.m. game. Six units. I got. I usually up my units like at ten a.m. on Saturday when I choose my most confident play. After your after your second or third. Bert's best bets of the week. I'm a bloody mary guy. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Bert, one of Bert's best bets of the week. Some alliteration there for you boys and girls. Is Georgia minus six and a half first? All quarter. right, love yeah. it. All right, y'all star that on y'all's cards, there, boys. Um, and all right, girls. next and girls. Uh, next, we've got we've got a good one here. We got BYU at Oregon. Oregon's a three and a half point favorite. System play. Total is at fifty eight points. Bagman. Look, I said earlier in the in the show that I've crisscrossed myself ten million ways over. With the amount of system plays I've had, I've been tracking them all over the place. My mind's been convoluted with trying to track all these systems. This gets back to the roots of system plays. Three and a half points, number one. Number two, a big win last week with BYU at home in overtime, going on the road now to Eugene in a hostile environment. BYU, all these Pac-12 schools, BYU, Utah, Oregon, all these teams are so much better at home than they are on the road. Yeah. It's like it should be usually it's a three point difference home versus road. It's like ten points with these teams, I feel like. This stadium's gonna be rocking. BYU emotional high coming off. Give me the three and a half, laying them with Oregon. Publics all over BYU. How? After seeing Oregon get throat stomped by Georgia week one, and after seeing BYU beat Baylor last week. How are they an underdog going? No, 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 no. That's what Vegas wants you to think. I'm laying the points with Oregon. I love this play. Give me Oregon. Laying the three and a half. Boomer, what you got? Uh, well, I mean, could you, I have said you, it any better? You, you said <laughs> I had system play. I, I'm reading my card. System play. BYU let down question mark, and then 80% on BYU. Yep. So y'all know where I'm at. 
and y'all got to realize we're way better than the public. The public looks at scores over the previous two weeks or what they saw on ESPN, and they remember those things. I like the under here because Bo Nix is an under quarterback, mm. and 58 points is a, is a lot of points. That is a lot. Uh, I know Oregon's defense, pretty questionable. BYU. BYU just got those two wide receivers back, though, that they were out last week. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that really matters. Yeah, cool. I, I think when you lose a couple wide receivers, it's not that big of a deal. So give me the under. 58, I think, is way too much. If this was at a neutral site, uh, BYU minus three. Yeah, probably. I, I would take BYU. Because I was just thinking about your point of like how that the uh, in the Pac-12 the home home field advantage yeah. is bigger. And I was saying it feels like you know six point difference or six. I, I do hate that you reminded me that Bo Nix is under center. I mean, I knew that, but. I, I didn't yeah, need to be reminded of that right can, now. He, but he's he can every for, once in a while yeah, have a game. One or two games he, a year. He, he does that. He's not, he is not playing. He did, he did I, it against yeah, both yeah, of us last year. Otherwise, he wouldn't be at Oregon. He's but, not playing an SEC defense right now. Like, star yeah. that. Not BYU. Not an SEC defense. Yeah. Bo Nix, good quarterback. Like, this is too many systems to not work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's all going to come crumbling right. down. All right. So, so next we'll move on to Penn State. Uh, it's at Auburn. Auburn's catching three at home. Uh, totals at 47 and a half. Bert, what, what are you thinking? Oh, God bless. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know because I have zero faith in Penn State and Sean Clifford. Um, if if Bagman dare mention his, his revenge factor here, I don't know if he will or not. Right now I had um, you know bullet to my head or gun to my head, and I, I put Auburn plus three solely because the, the home field uh, you know environment, the 230 CBS kickoff. Damn it, they suck, and they're without their starting center, which that system, I forgot to tell y'all, is 3-0. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about the stats at some point. Give me Auburn plus three. Somebody else convinced me. Otherwise, wait, wait, Auburn's without their center? Yeah, they, well, for the year. They're on game three without their center. So but, you're going against your system. But it's week three now. Uh, we're, we're so so week now three. he is their starting center. Yes. Yeah, how, how long does the former center have to be out for him to be considered the starting now, center. Now, that nerd, that Vegas nerd did not go into that detail. Like, mm. how many games out? Is it yeah. just one game, two games, the whole season? Their, their um, starting lineup is the same from last week, so I feel like he is yeah. their starting center. Yeah. Um, and, and their first game didn't count because they played in FCS school. True. Then they played San Jose State and did not cover, um, which was my early bet on week one. I think I have Auburn plus three. Auburn I have Auburn stadium. plus three, too. I mean, that stadium is going to be rocking. You said I, I, I'm done with Revenge Factor games. That was a fraudulent system. I mean, it sounded good in my head before the season. Cross that off the board. No more of that. Auburn's bringing out the orange face masks. And maybe orange jerseys. Orange jerseys. Is that announced for sure? No, but they're, they're not going to announce it. it. They're teasing it big time. I'm, I, th- I believe they're going to be wearing orange it's gonna. I mean, I don't. You said revenge factor though. Like, yeah, but, but I don't Auburn even. Auburn lost last time. I, I literally. So, so, so this is. Well, that was. So this I, is with your system. Well, so that was gonna be my whole <laughs> thing. Is I don't even remember who won that game last year because it was so irrelevant by the end of the season. They went to yeah. Penn State and lost. Like I, they, I, they they lost by eight. Yeah, whatever. But it was, it, I think it was a good game though. Damn it! So that does fate go into the. Okay, but my reasoning is different though. I'm taking the SEC at home. Auburn's defense can be dirty. I get that TJ Finley stinks, but like. Sean Clifford also sucks, like sucks so bad. Penn State on the road at Auburn. Auburn Auburn might as well be a Pac-12 team because their home field advantage is twice as much 
as yeah, they are on the no, road. No, it, it really should, is. That, that should be factored in more than any other SEC school. And, and, and I'm looking at Penn State. I mean, they played Ohio last week and killed them, but week one they played Purdue and won by four. Yeah. Like, they snaked one out. And, and I know Auburn isn't – they don't look great, but – Penn State's defense, not great. If you're giving me an uh, <laughs> out-of-conference opponent – at home at SEC, yep. uh, I'm going to take catching points. I'll take the SEC. Every I think it's a time. win-win with my wallet versus what I actually want because I would love to see Auburn burn. Yeah, that yeah. would be, that'd be yeah. pretty funny. All right, so I, consensus quake there. So next, uh, this is probably one of the more interesting games we have here. We have Mississippi State in Baton Rouge. LSU is catching two points here. Totals fifty-three. So. Conventional wisdom here would say LSU at home at night catching points. You like, take LSU. You take LSU, but then again, you also saw LSU suck, like look like shit against Florida State to start the year. But they also had like two muff punts. They missed the extra point. Like it's just sloppy. It was, it was it's sloppy. sloppy. I don't for, think either first one, first game for Brian Kelly. This is, coach. but like so, I think I would. I think normally I would take LSU. This is a Eyes over conventional wisdom. I get Brian Kelly at LSU in his first big home game, but like states look damn good. Oh wait, okay, no, I'm flip this on the table. Well, they played, yeah, they played Arizona. They've done what they're supposed to do. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. There's no dinky. There's nothing you can say bad about Arizona. Sucks. Dinky, they dink and dunk. Arizona time. sucks. Memphis sucks. Give me LSU catching the points. At home, take them on the money line too. I don't really know why, but I'm just doing it. I don't think and, state's well, real. And the money, I don't think state's money, real. I'm, look, I'm looking at it right now. The money is 50-50 exactly really? right now. Like I, I would have thought that it would mostly be well, on LSU. If LSU if LSU was getting hammered right now, I'd be all over state because I've seen state last year went into went into A and M, won a night game in front of 110. In Leach's first year, they went into Baton Rouge, won that game. Like, I don't think this team's going to be scared of like a nighttime environment, but I just think Brian Kelly is going to have to put out a few fires. If he loses state here, that, that's a really uh, well, bad look. Oh, no, that's very bad. So I, I think that he writes the ship here and wins this game. It, that doesn't like absolve him of anything. He's still going to have to keep winning, but like you got to win this one to get some momentum to well, go yeah, into it. Well, otherwise your season just kind of like stalled out right there. Yeah, right at the beginning. I think State's a good team, but I I, I just don't see them going to win this I game. I lean I lean towards you with LSU, but which that'll be kind of be a game time decision for me. But I think I'm just going to go over 53 here. Oh yeah, that's pretty low. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty low total. Uh, I mean, State's been able to show that they can move the yeah, move and, the ball. and think if think if LSU hadn't muffed two punts and like all that, they probably would have scored. I get Jaden Daniels looked like shit. Oh, and when they needed to drive, LSU drove all the way down yeah. the field and scored a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, that's two weeks from me. And, and that's kind of yeah. That, that's one of the things where you got to look at how the game actually unfolded compared to what the actual. Stats but the dink were. and dump. Against an SEC defense that's going to be ready for him. But see, I, I've already been through this with with Rodgers last year. I thought he was dink and dump, but he can push the ball if he if it, if, if it comes. If it's to available. It. Yeah, uh, and I think that's just kind of how the system works. Okay. Uh, I think he's actually a good quarterback. I do like that over. I like that over. I might. I haven't. I don't. I haven't bet this game yet. So this is going to be potentially on the card later. That over might be the play. Take us into our next move. Well, I, I got to give a pick. I thought you gave. No, one. I've been debate. I mean, I've been talking with y'all, but yeah. I haven't officially given my pick. We'll go all three different ways. You got LSU. You got the over. I'm taking Mississippi State, and 
for the same reason that I took Mississippi State last week, I'm going to go with what I know. I think they're pretty damn good this year. I think they're but solid. Also a win-win for uh, my wallet versus my what I really want. This game, every year I kind of decide which team I want to lose the most. Yeah. I guess. And I guess right now it's LSU. Um, so give me Mississippi State minus two. Okay. Let's go. All right. So next we've got uh, Miami is at Texas A&M. Uh, A&M is a five and a half point favorite. Total's at forty. Low total here, forty four and a half. Yeah. Uh, what what are y'all thinking? So I have a list now because this season has obviously I'm down four units with a losing record. That's not bagman status. I have a list of teams that I just do not trust. Y'all want to hear the list? Mm-hmm. Texas A&M. Texas A&M, obviously number one. I took them for two units last week. I had the over. I looked like a complete nutter idiot after that game. Bert was calling me out. You had it perfectly last week, by the way. If we could go back and listen to your analysis of the App State game and them controlling the clock and the, the like low scoring, A&M can't, it, Case King stinks. I was like, probably the only one that watched their game against Sam Houston State, though. That's fair. That's fair. I did not watch a second of that. Put it in the work. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, Research, baby. Yeah, yeah that's, you don't get to t- 10 and 3 by A&M, accident. A&M's on the list. Louisville is on the list. Because I had I had Louisville against UCF against U or no I had Louisville against Syracuse to open the season up in Syracuse. Thinking, and then you bet against them next to them. And I was like, what the hell? Like this team sucks. And then I took UCF with John Rice Plumley last week. Again, got screwed. So Louisville is now on the list. Well, that might have been more JRP getting. Yeah, out. I don't know, but list list until yeah. I can get a feel for. And Missouri is the third team on the list because. They are so damn schizophrenic. I don't know what's going on. They beat La Tech by like a billion week one. They couldn't score. I, we, that game was on. We were in the they library. They were so bad. They, they could so not. Bad. They could. They had receivers running all over the field, wide open, and just couldn't th- get the ball to them. I don't know what was going on. I had the over, and it almost hit even with them only scoring like seven points. So they're so bad. Missouri is the third team on the list, but A and M on the list. I don't. I cannot bet the spread. But this total is far too low. Public overreacting to A&M not being able to score against App State. Miami and A&M Stevens pretty good. But 44.5 points is far too low for like two talented college football teams. I think it's an overreaction game. I like the over. I'm going to go with Miami plus 5.5 because I truly think that this is a dumpster fire situation down in College Station. Especially with, like, because these kids get on Twitter. They saw how, like, the entire world made fun of them all week. Mm-hmm. They have kids literally going 50 miles an hour need for speed in the in the student parking garage this week. Yeah. Uh, everything, like, they had their number one receiver, like, retweeting, like, negative stuff about their program. I've seen, like I said, I've seen Jimbo press conferences, and he looks so freaking nervous and, and twitchy in them. And five, if you're going to give me five and a half points on that against a Tyler Van Dyke, who have a pretty good quarterback, and they haven't played it well, Chase Bryce, I guess he's a pretty good quarterback, but they like ground and pounded them. Yeah. So give me the five and a half points for Miami. If if AM would have won just by like one point last week, what would would this spread be any different? I think it'd be a little higher. A little bit? Yeah, because it's a win to win. Because I think. saw five like, and a half, and honestly, I was like, I kind of would have thought Miami would have been favored. Because, because well, AM would be, if AM won by just a point, they would still be top 10. Because they lost to App State, and they're unranked. I mean, they're still ranked. Yeah. So it, it's a brand thing. Well, so, well, so I was just 
madly Googling something here. I was, I was like, man, I wonder what teams that are like when Michigan lost to App State way back in the Ooh. day, how they performed the next week. Uh, and I've got it right here for you. They lost to Oregon seven to thirty nine after wow. losing to App State. I love my bet even more at home, which that kind of makes me a little because I because I I'm initially on on A and M here strictly this strictly just fade the public play, mm-hmm. but that makes me a little bit nerve more nervous. Uh, yeah, seventy three percent of bets, eighty four percent of money on Miami right now. Yeah, I, I whew, gosh. Uh, you don't have to pay the hey. Sometimes the public's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, J- Joe Public wins some some every once in a while too. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Miami. I'll, I'll t- give me them points. Yeah, I mean, so. I, like I said, list team. Give but me the only number. thing, the only thing I guess in my head is like that. This is like Jimbo has to rally the troops because yeah. if they lose to Miami and start off one and two, would well, that be one and two? Yeah, like. This season, could, with what's on deck for them, and just after he just signed this big contract, like this season could get out of control for him. That Colt, they talked about it on uh, uh, at Neil McCready at uh, McCready McCready twenty four seven Sports uh, was just they were kind of talking about the other day how this could spiral out of control. Yeah, he him. and Chuck Roundsville were on a podcast together. <laughs> well, rivals, rivals, of McCready, whatever, but. Yeah, I guess I'll take Miami five and a half. I doubt this is on my card. I, this is, this is just too. This is definitely a watch game, but like I don't know if I can bet this game. Yeah, is that the last one on the card? So the last one we've got is Fresno State is uh, at USC. USC's thirteen point favorite totals at seventy three. High total here, seventy three and a half. Uh, <laughs> who are y'all on here? Yeah, Jake Hayner. For Fresno, uh, they lost last week to Oregon State. That was a tough loss. I, I wish they would have played like a cupcake last week so they could be like have a full two weeks to prepare for USC because I I get USC's riding high. I think public Fresno, is heavy. Yeah, heavy public on heavy that. on USC. I like the under of seventy four though. That's so many points. I just can't. I like. I get that it's a college game and USC's got all the firepower in the world, but give me the under seventy four. That's just an egregious total, and it would take like scoring on almost every single possession. For that to hit, so give me the under seventy four, Bert. I, I didn't know the public was heavy on USC, but it makes sense with that low of twelve and a half. But I saw a lot of quote unquote experts who are not quite on our level, but experts no. on like ESPN and, and Fox Sports. Not many are on our level. Drooling over this Fresno line before, like even on week one. Yep. And that was kind of enough for me to I take USC in a way because Ooh. because they're all drooling over this line. And, Every week, there's going to be that fancy pick that they want to convince people to do. Yeah. And that's kind of an, enough Tr- excuse for me. A trendy underdog, some Yeah, the say. trendy underdog pick. So, give me USC. Minus 12 and a half. See, I, I, I've had Fresno circled from week one. Yeah. I, I, I'm one of those experts you're talking about. <laughs> the, uh, well, no, I mean, I mean USC, I, mean, I know Stanford's not amazing this year, but... Whatever, so that's still a great, good win for them. Yeah, and I, I, I can see, I can see this being a little bit of an overlooked spot. Uh, so I'm, a, I'm gonna take, and, and the public's heavy on USC. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, uh, give me the 13 points. I like it. I like it. All right, that's the card for this weekend, boys and girls. Y'all got any extra lines you like? Yeah, one game I'm watching. Uh, last year I was real high on UTSA, and they've got Texas at home, or they got Texas um, at Texas. It's 12 and a half to Texas, and uh, I haven't quite 
nailed my pick down here yet. I've been going back and forth. That moral victory for Texas, I think, could be like a, a letdown spot. And, mm. and with you know Hudson Card having to be the starter, I think 12 and a half is a lot. So look for that card, boys and girls. But I, I'm leaning towards UTSA right now. Yeah, I, you like Meep Meep too. Uh, I'm a Meeper. Yeah, I uh, my I only have one more too. This is I'm honing in here, honing in, not getting too crazy with it. I like the uh, Kansas going to Houston. Houston's coming off two overtime games. Kansas had a big win against West Virginia last week. Both teams have no defense, and their offenses are both pretty electric. Total at 58 right here. I like the over of 58 in Kansas and uh, Houston. With Houston's defense probably a little gassed. I know it's early in the season, but back-to-back overtime games. Kansas is 2-0, right? Kansas, Kansas I had, 2-0. Yeah, I had, I had over 2.5 on, on our preseason pod, Kansas. That's, that's probably a lot yeah, I think, right I, I think it hits on Saturday. Anything else for you, Bert? Uh Well, I, I'm going to go off of Burt here. Well, I, I was kind of looking. I was at this UTSA-Texas game expecting a lot of the money to be on Texas. However, it's, I mean, it's at 57%. And I'm going to take Texas because I, I don't think it – I understand moral victory, whatever, but I think that was more like a barometer. Like, hey, we hung in there with Alabama, we can we can win the Big Twelve, and so I think they're like quarterbacks out though. Quarterback was out. Yeah, but, the, the, with, quarterback. What, what for three quarters of the last game? I'm already flip flopping. I kind of like Texas too. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> Texas. I, like, like if the, if the public was super heavy on Texas, I would definitely not take that. And but, twelve and a half is low for a conference USA yeah. team. I think this is a public thinking, like, oh, letdown spot. This is because the public... this should be heavy yeah, Texas. Yeah, because you would think, like, public seeing Texas hang with Bama and only a 12-point favorite over a Conference USA team, they'd be like, oh, exactly. like, they're going to kill this team. Yeah. But the public's not that you ha- high. You have to look at the public in relation to what they should be thinking. Yes, you got to yes. think like a dummy to then outsmart the dummies. To, to react yes, to what the dummies yes, should be doing. Yes, yeah. I should know exactly what the dummy's going to do on every game and then adjust accordingly. Yes, I love that. Okay, mm, not on my card yet, but is Tex- Texas might be back <laughs> with the bigger boys. <laughs> Texas <the> boys. pod. <laughs> Texas pod now. Hook them, baby. Horns up. All right, boys and girls. That's it for this week's pod. We'll tweet our cards like always on Saturday morning. But until then, keep an ear to the ground. Let it ride. Peace. I got sober.